Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Missy Stevens. I'm a mom and dot, 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 fiction writer, plant addict, and podcaster. And I'm Suzanne Kearns. I'm a mom and dot, 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 humor writer, LGBTQ ally, and serial enthusiast. And today we are so excited to have Allison Tedford on the show. Allison is a mom and dot, 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 writer, marketer, indigenous activist based in Abbotsford, British Columbia, and the author of the soon-to-be-released Chronic Profit, Building My Business While Managing Persistent Pain. Welcome, Allison. We're so glad to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. It's so great. And now I've known you back since we started blogging, or since I started blogging about six years ago, in your sparkly shoes and sweat drop days. I don't know if you talk so much about those days anymore. (laughs) But we all celebrate so much about the mom and the dot, 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 which are kind of the ellipses, all the things outside of our identities as moms. And um, not to put you on the spot, but Missy was like, wait a minute, she, she, could she teach us pole dancing lessons? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would make some great video as long I as said- you can pole dance in sweats. <laughs> I said, probably yeah. not today. I don't think she's going to have her props. And I know I don't have a pole, probably, but no, it's no longer medically recommended for me to be <laughs> hanging upside down. So yes, 37 caught up with me <laughs> and, and beat me into submission. <laughs> Girl, just wait till 47. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So that actually leads us into this situation that brought you to write this book, um, chronic profit is issues that you're running into with a particular medical condition that I don't think a lot of people have heard about. So do you mind talking a little bit about that? For sure. Yeah. I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, the hypermobile variety. And basically what it means is my body makes really terrible collagen, which is the building block for like most things in your body. So what that means for me is that like my skin is very fragile, my joints pop out, I have pain all over my body a lot of the time, and there's just generally a lot of stuff that doesn't work the way you would expect it to. Mm -hmm. And then it means I have a related condition that means I have allergic reactions to normal stimuli like heat or cold or exercise or maybe sunlight. So I'll be a very unfit vampire by the time I get this all under control. (laughs) So is this something that occurred later in life or is it something you've always dealt with? Um, I've always had it, but I didn't get diagnosed until like three, four years ago because they, they diagnosed all the things under it. Like, oh, you have a tremor. Oh, you have asthma. Oh, you have very crowded teeth. Oh, you're very nearsighted. Oh, you have migraines a lot. Um, oh, you are very nauseous most of the time and your body hurts. Like that's a lot of things to be wrong. Are you sure this isn't in your head? Oh and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you could yeah. try losing weight, right? <laughs> oh. Oh. So now how did you rally up and advocate for yourself? Cause I think a lot of us have had that. I had that 
for several thyroid issues. I spent almost two years stuck in my house in college, um, didn't go to school for a year for some mystery symptoms that ended up being connected to a thyroid condition that went undiagnosed because no doctor thought to do a blood test in any of the times that I was going to the doctor for these issues. So if you're 20, you're not going to think to insist on a blood test. Yeah. So like, how did you finally just step up and say, and, and advocate for yourself? Or do you feel like you were doing that the whole way and just no one was listening? I was just in so much pain at a certain point. I was in so much discomfort and I had an appointment with a doctor and it happened to be like a substitute doctor. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, these are all the things that are going on. You know, it's really hard to live life this way. You know, it could be that weight loss could alleviate some of these symptoms, but it could be that I am fat and there's something wrong with me also. So I would like to explore that possibility and look at what might be happening. And they had done investigations before, but the reality is, is that connective tissue disorders, which is what Ehlers-Danlos is, are very infrequently diagnosed. Hmm. Um, It's something that people don't spend a lot of time on in medical school. It's considered a rare disease. You wouldn't assume that's the whole reason why people with EDS are called zebras, because when you hear hoofbeats, think horses, not zebras, and everyone thinks Hmm. horses and like, we are zebras. (laughs) That's a problem. That's a really good way of thinking of it and an unfortunate way of having to think about it because it means that there's a lot of people that I'm sure are in the same boat as you are where it's undiagnosed. And even, you know, because this may be a rare condition, but the whole point of your book, um, chronic, uh, chronic pain for chronic profit, um, it doesn't have to be this particular medical condition it no people suffering from migraines or any type of ongoing persistent issue yeah and really i mean it doesn't even necessarily have to be pain it could be like a chronic illness that you know is otherwise distracting from your ability to build a Mm -hmm. business or really any life circumstance that occupies so much of your mental state or so much of your energy so much of your attention Mm -hmm. that you have trouble keeping all the balls in the air Absolutely. Well, and I love that. I mean, when I think of the word hustle, like, Ooh, you know, doing the hustling to get your job done or getting work done. When I think of hustle, I think of you as far (laughs) as talking about having balls in the area, but just owning your talents and owning your leadership and moving forward and creating a business for yourself and just making it happen, you know, not waiting for someone to come and knock on your door, but going and knocking on all the doors. So what, what do you think it is about you? Have you always been like that? Or, um, I know being a single mom, you don't have any other choice. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta make it happen, but it's not optional. I didn't settle on a refrigerator box. I thought that becoming successful, what I do was a good alternative, but the reality is, is that, you know, I did, I graduated two years early from high school because I went to a self-paced school and I just really was very focused and driven on getting everything done. Mm-hmm. And even when I worked kind of as a late teen, as a temp, I always had, you know, good relationships with recruiters where I was always like checking in and being like, I have three weeks left on this gig. Do you have anything lined up for me for the next time? And just staying top of mind with everybody to keep full time, even though I wasn't permanent. So Um, It wasn't surprising that I was able to get a lot of things done because I have a lot of experience from doing that um, just with my past work experience and life experience. What about the days where you are really struggling and 
you know what you want to do or you have a list in front of you and you just can't get to it. How do you get past that? How do you um, lift yourself up? I cry for sure. Um, <laughs> I wave the white flag. I had an Instagram story um, this week. It was a Susan Hyatt quote about not giving up. And I was like, but it's really hard and I want to. And then I had like a picture of my cat who's like splayed out like this. I'm like, my cat is also giving up this afternoon. We will be back in the evening. So just being really um, giving space for those feelings and that time and honoring it and not trying to stuff it down because that's like the worst thing. It just, you end up carrying it somewhere else, but then, you know, contingency planning, asking for help, renegotiating, doing what you can do to make people happy and your body happy mm-hmm. and your brain happy and your heart happy yeah. at the same time as much as possible. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that it sounds like your own temperament is kind of just wanting to get all the things done and take care of it the most professionally possible. But I also love how you balance your health with that now, whereas I'm sure at one point in your life, you probably would have, you know, forced yourself to stay awake and, and crash oh. through to hit these deadlines. Is that kind of what the book is about? Just yeah. being able to just take that step back. Yeah, my rheumatologist was like, you shouldn't be typing too much. And I was like, but I'm a writer. That's literally (laughs) what I do. I also transcribe. Like, it's a very big barrier. At that point, I was transcribing. And he was like, he showed me pictures and was like, this is what could happen if you keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, well, probably not. I'm probably good. Or I could just like, I could just push really hard for a couple of years and then like, it'll be fine. I'll just like get caught up and then I'll be like wildly successful and I can rest then. And, you know, that wasn't what happened either. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely like a lot of grief and frustration and, and really pushing through as much as possible. But this year has been really like a lot of speed bumps in terms of the allergic stuff starting to happen. And that's like, that's from stress. So I've had to look at like, what is really be an essentialist around what has to happen. Mm-hmm. what I have to do, what other people could do, what I'm just being a control freak about mm-hmm. and, you know, what, it, what I can do to keep moving in whatever way. Yeah. Have you found an alternative to typing? Yeah, I dictate. I actually dictated my book. Um, oh, really? I, yeah. Crazy. So it was hilarious because um, my first two chapters were due. I was super intimidated. I was like, I'm writing a book. Like this is like this ominous thing with like organ music <laughs> in the background. And, and I was so intimidated. I waited until the day the first two chapters were due. And I sat there and I dictated 9,000 words. And wow. oh my one gosh. day I was exhausted. And then I went and I pulled my publisher's guidelines to be like, does this need to be a Word doc or a Google doc? Or how do I hand it in? <laughs> and, and the first item on the list of like do's and don'ts was do not dictate your book <laughs> and oh, I was like oh crap oh no I don't like, have a choice like surely they mean like don't just give us a transcript like I do edit stuff yeah. and make it make sense in English so so oh, no so that's what happened they, they loved it it was fine um a lot of it is interview content I interviewed over 20 people for my book and my mom transcribed those interviews for me and oh, nice. I kind of created a patchwork quilt of other people's advice and my narrative around it and like what what my situation was what worked for me so that people could benefit from multiple perspectives 
Yeah. And did you learn a lot of new stuff for yourself while you were doing it? Yeah. I mean, I got to chat with all sorts of people with different experiences professionally, like coaches and therapists and other professionals who've struggled with chronic pain. And I also talked to people who serve those who have chronic pain. So like people who are used to organizing people who have the struggle or organizing generally to try and look at like, what are the best solutions? Mm-hmm. So it was, um, I definitely learned a lot. And I mean, even the process of writing the book, like the, the very end of it was like, like when you're crowning in childbirth <laughs> and it's <experimenting laughs> you're almost there. So oh. I really, I actually was so stuck and I, so I just, I ordered in Greek food. I dressed up in something that made me feel confident. I did my hair and makeup. I like ordered a wax melter and decided I'd find out if I was a wax melt person and just like created like this aromatherapy experience to help like oh good okay I thought you were gonna do your own waxing like I thought we were getting into like (laughs) oh no waxed my legs I have a tremor (laughs) that's not I can't know oh no I was gonna say that's not good for anybody no no no, (laughs) take your skin off I'm a sugaring girl, but yeah. So I really just created this experience around getting the last of this book out so that it was, it felt okay. But, and now I want everybody to have to buy this book. So I don't want to give them all the answers, but would love to hear some of your big takeaways for, you know, what these professionals were saying about scheduling your life or scheduling your day to make sure that you're working. in I don't know, are they saying you need to work in breaks, kind of these body grace breaks um, if needed, or is it about setting expectations with people you owe deliverables to? Like, what does that look like? Well, I mean, a lot of it is around systems. A lot of it is being around intentional about Mm self-care, around delegation, Mm -hmm. around like, figuring out what you can do and how to monetize that and looking at what your limitations are and finding a market that doesn't care, right. That doesn't value the thing that you can't do. Like they don't, they don't even, it's not a thing. Just like when I first started and I would see virtual assistants who were like, well, I can't charge very much money because I'm not available during the day. I'm like, are you kidding me? You have a premium service that's available for entrepreneurs who prefer to work on evenings and weekends. Mm -hmm. Like not everybody offers those hours and you're proud to offer that, right? Like, so really reframing those limitations as benefits and making sure that you're working with the people who, who don't mind that you can't do a specific thing because they don't need that from you. Yeah. And I think that's a great lesson for anyone, really, because we talk a lot about, especially, you know, stay at home moms who are trying to explore maybe some consulting options or doing part time work and thinking along those same lines. So, I mean, there's no comparison between living with chronic pain and the chronic situation of, you know, being a stay at home mom, but that is kind of like you were saying, it doesn't have to be chronic pain or a chronic illness. It can just be a chronic situation that you need to be able to work your life and your work around. And I yeah. think the feminine condition a lot of times is we do undersell ourselves instead <laughs> of looking for that pivot or spin, like you said, and saying, oh, I offer nighttime hours. So I'm absolutely worth your dollars. We mm-hmm. tend to do the other, go, oh, I'll charge half or, I mean, I'm the worst at 
naming my mm-hmm. price. And I think a lot of women are bad at naming their price. Oh, I have to hit send on the email and walk away. Walk away <laughs> so that I don't send a follow-up to be like, just kidding. I will be, <laughs> that's my normal price. But for you, it's 25% off. Like, oh my Lord. It's like, I just, I have to stop leaving money on the table and I have to literally walk away to do that because sometimes yeah. it's so anxiety inducing. Yeah. I always make apologies. I'll be like, my regular hourly rate is X, but I know that's maybe a lot. No, I need to say my regularly hourly rate is. Yeah. And they're probably on the receiving end thinking, wow, what a great deal. This is not amazing. Like I didn't even have to participate in this negotiation. It happened independently (laughs) of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She just self-negotiated herself down by 75%. (laughs) Oh, I love it. So now, you know, we would like to encourage moms who feel stuck to be willing to take scary chances and expand their visions of the possibilities for their lives. It's kind of a lot what we've been talking about here. Um, Where I'm sure when you're living with pain, you feel very stuck, but in your career, have you ever felt stuck that you were doing something that, you know, it was putting value on the things that you couldn't do or, or not valuing the things that you could do and, and made the changes based on that? Yeah, actually, um, I worked for the federal government for over a decade, which was a really great job. And I learned a lot of things and worked with amazing people on interesting problems. But when my health was worsening, I didn't have the same level of flexibility that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I reached a point where I really needed to work on new challenges and and in different environments where you know things could be implemented quickly. And so, and I felt super stuck because I felt like you have this thing everyone wants. What's wrong with you? why aren't you happy? You spoiled brat. And, and I had to get to a point where I had to be like, it doesn't have to be a bad dream to not be your dream. It can be something that's very good for somebody else and not be for you. And that's not like anything wrong with you. And it's not anything wrong with the role. It's just the reality is that it isn't a fit. And there's somebody Mm -hmm. who's an amazing fit. And as it turns out, like, The lady who took over for me is incredible. I've worked with her before. I feel so good knowing that my past clients are being really well taken care of. We stay in touch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, but I mean, it was scary to be like, especially coming from a family that was traditionally employed by the Canadian government to be like, I'm actually going to go right away and join the circus, <laughs> right? Like, they're gonna, like, they're, you're going to what? Like, you worked so hard to get where you were, and you're just going to walk away. I'm like, yep. And yes. that was, I mean, I remember a conversation with a family member who was expressing concern about whether that was a responsible decision for a single mom to make. And one of my mentors was, was there, and she said, she's just trying not to be miserable, right? and like that that was valid you know and you know so maybe it wasn't objectively the most responsible decision but it worked out in the end I I walked away only when I had more than replaced my government salary with business so it's not like I was leaping and the net will appear I built Mm -hmm. my business over four and a half months um, on a freelance basis to a full-time business so it that's wasn't. amazing. That's fast. That's fast. That's, that's what well, I was. Woo. 
I didn't have a website or a Facebook page for my business or anything. It was all just like, it was referrals from my initial client who is, um, you know, also a blogger who referred me so that I could get my funnel full and get myself situated and kind of go from That's there. Amazing. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so, yeah. so grateful. But yeah. I don't know if it's generational, if it's cultural, I'd have to do a lot more reading to understand it, but I do feel like women especially but for anyone our age there is this concept of when you say i'm just trying not to be miserable there are a lot of people around you saying but you're being irresponsible and it's it seems either or in a lot of people's mind where there is this nuance and gray area and you can absolutely build a life that's not miserable it just doesn't look like what some people thought it would look like or what they think it should look like for you well, and then, you know, I really pushed back and said, why is it irresponsible for me to bet on me? Like, what about right. me makes you think I would not be successful? And this is a risk. Yeah. Like, what, what about what I do makes you think that I couldn't do this? Yeah. Um, you know, and good for you. Yes. <laughs> I'm a feisty one. You are feisty. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to absorb some of that and take it away. Yeah. Well, no, one of my favorite sayings is there's nothing more dangerous than being good at a job you hate. Because mm -hmm. that's another thing. People are like, but no, you're so good at that. You're just but really great with it. it. You know, your clients love you. And you're just like, but, but no, it like physically hurts me to go to work. Like, it's mm -hmm. just like, it's, I mean, because a lot of, I think, ailments, when we talk about chronic pain, these things, I think that a lot of it is caused by the stress, too, of, of continuing it at a job that is making you physically ill. Yeah. Absolutely even, exacerbates it. Yeah. Even since then, I found where I've been in situations where major stress has been alleviated. I've seen massive alleviation of my symptoms. Like mm -hmm. I had so many dislocations last year that I could barely walk across my apartment without dislocating things, being in pain. I was looking at walkers. I was looking at a wheelchair. I couldn't get across Ikea. Like it was, it was a bad time. Mm -hmm. um, but when I went through some things that meant that some major stressors were no longer in my life, I got like, now I can walk up to 10 kilometers if I want to. Oh now, now the dislocations are really the smallest. I mean, they're still annoying. It's still painful and it's still uncomfortable, but it's oh, not yeah. the major thing in my life. Now it's the allergies, which is the major problem. But I mean, to go from that level of struggle with mobility mm -hmm. to being able to participate in life the way I want to was a huge, huge change. I mean, yeah that's going to be variable with like, apparently when I hit menopause, this is going to get worse. Hooray. But oh boy, <laughs> everything gets worse when you hit menopause. <laughs> I would like to be positive and sunshiny about it, but man. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'll drink to that. <laughs> but, so yeah. much fun. But yeah. So stress can definitely make a huge difference and, and stress relief. So yeah, I think that's a great segue to something we were talking about when we were preparing to speak to you is that on the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast, we spend a lot of time talking about what are you doing in your ellipses? What are those dot, dot, dots for you, whether they're work-related or fun-related or stress-relieving? So what is that for you? How do you really make those ellipses count? I mean, I have my business. I have my books. I really enjoy paddleboarding. I am like a bath bomb enthusiast. I spend like one to two hours a day in the bathtub. 
Um, and so I have all these amazing indie bath bomb makers, like other moms and women who make these amazing products that I can enjoy in the tub. And, and you don't find any sensitivity for your skin with those? Um, it's, I haven't so far had an issue with it. I, so, but I'm kind of keeping an eye on it. It's so hard because things that were okay before are now not okay. Like I found out I'm allergic to the antidepressant that always worked. Oh, so that's cool. Oh, um, and <laughs> Sorry, as fellow uh, as fellow Zoloft <laughs> yes. taker, I'm a I yeah. Wait, and yeah. apparently, like pretty much freaking all of them. Like, there's like maybe oh. four that I could maybe take that will mostly knock me out. I'm like, well, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's not gonna work. So, anyways, um, I I really can't guess what's gonna cause a reaction. So yeah. I'm currently just the things that I notice are problematic. I remove, but things mm-hmm. that aren't uh, like obviously an issue I will continue with until I figure out what's going on. Well, the but reason I ask is because I love a good bath bomb, but I do have really sensitive skin. So I want to get the information. We'll put them in the show notes so we can yeah. start sending some, yeah, send us some of your favorites. Yeah. I have a lady who uses like, she's like makes the vegan gluten-free, like oh. amazing stuff. So it's oh, very yes. easy on the body. Okay. And now you did not mention this as one of your dots, but you do a lot of advocacy work and yes. I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, but you are an indigenous Quakutl. Is that right? Quakutl. Yeah. Quakutl. Quakutl. Um, um, so tell a little bit about that and some of the work you do around that and other areas of your life. Um, I do a lot of writing around indigenous issues, cultural issues, barriers that indigenous people face. I did some work around Indigenous women's barriers to healthcare access. Today was a post about clean water access. So I do a lot of awareness raising around those things. And then part of that advocacy has come out in an e-commerce project I'm working on with a, a lady from Albuquerque named Vanessa Roberts. And we are launching a coffee line called Subversive Sips. And it's like this like sassy feminist coffee brand and it has a social impact. Um, we've each, she, myself, and the package designer, we all picked a cause to give funds to from the proceeds of our sales. I picked uh, an organization that helps Americans deal with medical debt um, because mm. I just, as a Canadian, I just feel so sad. So oh, like, I really, God, really God. wanted to like Make that you know approach. what? That is an excellent point because yes. yeah, we mentioned in the intro that you're from Canada. So what does that look like for you versus if you were dealing with your medical conditions in the United States? I'm guessing that you you would be bankrupt or you would be on. Mm, probably the testing process would have been expensive, but there's yeah. not a lot that you can do about it. So it's not like I have high treatment mm. costs. Um, there's not much research. There's not much treatment i mean there's 13 different types so other types of eds have different treatment outcomes Mm -hmm. and concerns i have a more like benign but annoying form of it um there are some things that i can take but the reality is is that a lot of the stuff my body just doesn't metabolize and it's not helpful Mm -hmm. or i'm allergic to it so it isn't too bad 
I would just be concerned about like how much I would have to pay to get insurance probably would be quite high because yeah. of the pre-existing like pre-existing condition. condition. Mm-hmm. So um, right. that and would- you probably would be getting because you're a self-employed person, then you'd be buying a different kind of insurance than through corporate and it's expensive. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So yeah, so that would be that would be the the difference, but Certainly, I've seen friends and family who struggled with things in terms of medical debt, and it's something that just I wish was different. So that was why I picked that one for. Oh, that's uh, wonderful! Yeah, and we're also my sister and I are launching a clothing line in the fall. So, oh, is that all? (laughs) A few little things, right? I'm working on the next book, and. And Did I I'm say also- Allison is synonymous with hustle? I told you. <laughs> real. Real. Right. And I'm also <laughs> shifting my market. I, currently, I do a lot of marketing content mm-hmm. and copy um, with a, an eye to inclusion. Usually, I'm shifting that offer to be more of a diversity and inclusion from the inside out and helping people look at their business, look at how they're inclusive, what they could do differently, and how they talk about it. So it's going to be so more, yeah, yeah. So while I previously have mostly served a lot of, well, I mean, I've served a lot of nonprofits and some larger brands and a lot of solopreneurs, this is more focused on small and medium-sized businesses. So that is exciting. The clothing line. So is it women's clothing? Is it for everybody? What is it? Yeah. So it's um, women's clothing. It's called Exo Love Ada because Ada is the Quakuta word for grandmother. And oh. it was kind of a nod to our ancestors and the amazing women who came before us. So we're doing loungewear and kind of statement tees and rompers because they're my favorite. <laughs> and yeah, it was so funny. I was like, I was sharing a picture of a romper and I was like, I would love to have a romper company. And one of my girlfriends was like, why don't you start one then? And I was like, that seems crazy. I don't know anything about fashion. She's like, well, let me introduce you to my factory, my fabric person, my um, pattern oh my maker, my trademark agent, um, like uh-huh. all of the people you need to run your clothing line, I will introduce you to. And then my sister enrolled in Cornell to take a fashion design management program. And so we're just developing all of the brand architecture right now. And that is incredible. So yeah, we're just doing all the things. It's so fun. Amazing. You got a lot of dots in your dot, dot, dots. (laughs) Yeah. But it seems like all of those, don't you feel like all those dots are are what fuels you? Like without all those dots, I don't, that you wouldn't be you. Yeah. I mean, it keeps me busy, keeps me going, keeps me distracted from discomfort and Mm -hmm. it keeps me engaged. It gives me things to do reasons to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, I love like working with nonprofits that are like helping black women in leadership and helping indigenous youth get digital skills or helping law enforcement track down child predators on the internet. Like these are things worth getting out of bed for even on days I don't feel like getting out of bed. So it's, it's kind of what drives me forward instead of letting me have a pity party and be your because I mean that's valid there's lots of days I do that too yeah I can multitask <laughs> definitely no very very valid so it is super healthy to acknowledge that all of those feelings are okay yeah yes. you don't have to have just one at a time 
you can multitask your feelings. Oh, for yeah, I always say, you know, it's a spectrum of feelings. Contrast exists for a reason. It's healthy to experience an entire range of human emotions. Um, we don't have to have a good attitude about this. We just don't, we can just choose how long we spend in that less productive space. Yeah. And you don't have to compare your less productive to someone else's less productive. It's not about who can be the least productive. (laughs) Everybody, everybody is where they're at and we just need to. Yeah. Yeah, I always say it's not a zipper merge. We can suffer concurrently. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Just like we say, there's enough out there. I love that saying, like, it's not pie, like equal rights aren't pie, like doesn't mean more for me is less for you. We can have equality in our suffering as well. We can all yes. suffer at the same time. We can all succeed at the same time. It, it doesn't have to be one or the other or one at a time. Yeah. I just know myself and friends, you know, they never want to acknowledge their own suffering or pain because it's not as bad as this other person has it or it's not the or it's not like this and I'm just like no you you can feel bad about feeling bad or whatever is going on Mm -hmm. in your life yeah it may not I guess consequentially be as as severe as someone else's but that doesn't mean it doesn't suck it doesn't mean you're hard yeah yeah yes so no I love that and appreciate it in all levels Okay. I'm not sure if you're aware that we do a segment called look, listen, learn. Okay. You're I'm learning a lot from you already. So I can put that down from my learn segment, but it's basically things that we've either been reading or watching or listening to. It could be a song that you love or podcast that you're listening to, or just something that you've learned in the past couple of weeks that you think that listeners might benefit from. From. My look has been that we've been watching this uh, Earth at Night in Color. It's on mm-hmm. Apple, Apple TV. And I don't know where they invented these cameras fun- from, but it's like a nature show. And they're able to go out in Africa or the one we watched last night was in East Asia. And they're able to videotape at night in a way that it looks just like it's daylight, but you get to see all these behaviors and these animals doing things that we've never seen before because it's always in the dark and no one's been able to see it. And even if they could see it, they were just seeing it for themselves and the rest of us couldn't sit home and watch it. Apparently there's a very similar show called Night on Earth, which is not the one. (laughs) Not a nature documentary, right? (laughs) Yeah. Tom Hiddleston. That's my kids. We got my kids sucked into it because we're like, Loki narrates it. (laughs) As Loki? No, no, not it. Well, I guess technically kind of as Loki, but um, so yes. So that was a really good one that we've been watching. And I've been listening to Tom Brown's bodies for anybody who's into true crime. It's a podcast series done by Texas Monthly. I didn't know that Texas Monthly did podcasts. So it's Texas true crime for any of our Texas listeners. Um, and really, really good. My husband sent it to me because he knew that I'm a true crime kind of creepy fanatic about it. Um, and I've already gone through like five episodes. Luckily I'm doing yard work the past couple of days. Cause I'm just like, next one, next one, next one. How many episodes total is it? I think it's eight. And okay. I'm at like five and a half. So I'm in trouble. I didn't, then, I'm, then I need a new one. So people send me some new ones to listen to. I need some true crime. I love a good true crime. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Allison? Anything good you've been looking, listening? Um, 
Um, I've been watching a lot of true crime too, actually. I watched yeah. that Murder Among the Mormons and the Madeline McCann yes. one. And yeah, so I've been, it's funny because I didn't used to watch true crime when I worked. I mean, when I worked for the government, it was with the prison system and that oh. felt like unpaid overtime. So I was yeah, not interested exactly. in subscribing to that. <laughs> Had your fill of crime. That was, I was good for the day. I like <laughs> some puppies and some kittens and some rainbows. Yes. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Now you that I'm Lasso. Like, yeah, now that it, yeah. Oh, I love Ted Lasso. He's yeah. the best. But yeah, so, so that was my look. And then um, my listen has been um, this song that I heard on a show recently um called Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps and that is like my morning like meditation and it's about how things are going to get easier which is the song of my pandemic and eventually things are going to get easier and so I listen to the yes. song like 20 times a day I'm like <laughs> I need to hear it again <laughs> this is like something virtually stroking my hair <laughs> I think everybody could benefit from that so we will definitely link to that in the show notes yeah it's it's a thing yeah definitely so oh. that's been yeah that's those have been my things lately awesome. and I've been learning a lot about my family history over the pandemic I my great-grandfather and my great-great-grandfather were famous carvers and there's books written about them and I've oh. owned these books my whole life but I haven't necessarily sat down and read them cover to cover I've referred to them uh -huh. about like well what does the book say about this you know for articles and things but like uh -huh. I actually sat there and um, learned more about my family and and like my great great grandpa his nickname was Smoky Top because he would stand on the floor of the big house when things were not being done correctly and he it would look like the smoke was rising from his head um, so and his his nickname was uh, loosely translated to like one who makes things right um, oh he was a humorist who was described to leave audiences gasping with laughter. So I definitely oh, like feel close to him. Yes. Mm -hmm. That sounds like someone else I know. Right. So <laughs> it's been really. And the, the other thing was he was super subversive. Like um, at the time of the majority of his career, the art he was making, potlatch masks, they were illegal. You couldn't own them. You could be arrested for making them or owning them. And what is it? Yeah, what are our, they? So our ceremony is called potlatch, and it's oh, um, wow. a large ceremony where there was a lot of gift giving and gathering and eating, and it was they were extended to things, and the government decided this was not a useful use of time, and people should not be gathering, and this was rather dangerous, and so it was illegal for like seventy-five years. Wait, we thought the Canadians were the good people. <laughs> Yeah, we may be romanticizing we thought americans were the people who did that there have been some struggles so his Ugh. whole life he was making these masks that were like completely against the law and he just did it because he felt it was important to can to preserve the culture and he said like there's a deeper there there's a quote um from another chief in the area that was like there a, a deeper law calls us to dance like that mm. we there's a stronger imperative than the law of man yes. so yeah so i just yeah. love that he's just like this old rebel who just like made illegal art and yes. lived off of it and so it's wise so cool. too i love mm -hmm. it yeah it's amazing so well that's a good yeah. thing to learn 
Yeah, read those books, girl. What are you waiting for? (laughs) Like, it's not like I'm going anywhere. (laughs) Let us know those books too. I'd love to link to those. I'm sure there's people who'd be interested. Yeah. What about you, Missy? Um, well, I've been reading and it is taking me so much longer than it normally takes me to read something because I've also been focusing on getting enough sleep and I, I'm tired when I go to bed, like I'm really have set myself a schedule and I'm used to going to bed at a certain time now. So I'm reading like two pages a night, but I'm almost finished with, um, the latest Tana French book. Do either of you read Tana French? I have. She has a, she has a whole series. That's the Dublin murder squad series. That is they're all related sort of, but it's not necessarily all the same characters every time, but this is one of her standalones called the searcher, but it's set in Ireland and um, it's, it's a little slower paced than her normal books, but she's such a beautiful writer, like just can tell a story in a way that I think is magical. And um, so I'm almost done with that one. And I'm looking forward to reading it every night. And I love that. So that's, that's my nice what is that? I'm kind of looking and learning from that. But then I thought I'd just share this because I've been drinking coffee out of it today. I'm sort of obsessed with this guy. Do either of you follow him on Instagram? It's the tiny chef. I can't understand anything he says like this is hello, but it's blello. You can't understand the tiny chef. He's so darling. He makes like tiny, teeny, tiny food, but also just does silliness. Like it'll be a clip of him talking to his pet bird or a clip of him like on the phone with a human like having a conversation with a friend it's just goofiness but every time I see him I laugh so hard and I don't even know what I'm laughing at because I cannot understand the tiny chef (laughs) is it animated or claymation or what is it he's like an actual little thing like someone has made the tiny chef and then there's like these tiny sets of like he's in a little kitchen he has a teeny tiny oven he'll like make little bitty pizzas and he's got all these little pots and bands and he's just he sings and dances and he's so happy and oh he's just funny I don't know I have no idea I mean obviously I love it because I ordered a dang mug um, but it's called the tiny chef show Wait, you traded in this mug what? <laughs> yeah this is what I made my coffee in today I'm sorry but um every time I see him pop up in my feed it just makes me smile So I highly recommend if you need a daily giggle, especially if you don't want to think too hard, because how can you think about it? You have no idea what's going on, (laughs) but I'm just watching this happy little green guy make things in his teeny tiny oven. I'm immediately going to leave this taping and go watch that. I have never even heard of him before. You just mentioned him. I think I may have shared an something in an Instagram story once on mom and on our, do I not look at our our own Instagram feed? (laughs) But I, now I can't remember if I did it or if I just saved it to share. So I'll have to go look because he okay. just makes me laugh. So <laughs> it's nothing better than a little light silliness. Yeah. We all Absolutely. need that. No, my okay. girlfriends and I got, did a photo contest over the pandemic where we did awkward glamour shots. Oh, no. Our own home. <laughs> That's fun. It was, and we recreated celebrity photos. Which did you post awesome. them? Yes. Yes. Okay, we're linked awesome. into those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Missy, I think I know what we're going to do for our next uh, tipsy ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> 
we did challenge each other to do an episode uh, in our wedding dresses because as we both sat down in our closets, we both realized we have our old wedding dresses sitting here. I would definitely like, have to sit and not ever stand up and turn around because there's no way my wedding dress is buttoning. Yeah, no, mine, <laughs> mine is not zipping. Not zipping. Mine would make okay. a good scrunchie. Like it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we could craft something out of it. That'll be one of your crafting segments, Missy. There we go. Yeah, it's not like I don't have a daughter who's going to want to wear my dress. I mean, maybe, maybe when I have a daughter and she's not going to want to wear me. Wants to wear my dress. <laughs> Never happening. Yeah, I'm sure Zoe'd be like, yeah, no thanks, mom. That's super. I, do, I have a friend who is. I mean, she's fashion is her business, but she just has an amazing eye, and she took her mother's dress and made the most incredible dress out of it. And you could see side by side that they were the same dress, but she mm -hmm. just modernized it. And oh, it was amazing. So I would love for somebody to take my dress and make something out of it someday. Hey, it might be an episode. <laughs> Craft it up. So now we're talking about posting uh, your great photos to Instagram and Facebook. Where can people find you? Um, so my Facebook page and my Instagram handle are both at Allison Tedford and my Twitter handle is at Allie spins because it was a nod to my pole dancing days. Yeah. Um, and I didn't intend for any of this to happen. So, it, <laughs> so it's just being what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are the main places to find me. And my website is AllisonTedford.com, and that's where you can find my books. Um, services and that's Allison with one L Allison with one L yeah yes. and um, my blog links there too so great all of the all of the word things are Perfect. there and your book releases what day again April 6th so April very exciting 6th. how are you going to celebrate um, so I'm going to be having, uh, an, a digital launch party that I haven't announced just yet, but I've, I've secured a really amazing DJ for it. So it's just going to be a little bit of a dance party. Um, and I'm going to so order fun. some like charcuterie and like have my grown up snack party at home with my kid and my son's dad, because without him, there would be no book either. So yeah, we're just going to all hang out and eat snacks and celebrate. You That's know, great. I think your Sounds next perfect. book should be a tutorial on how to have such an amazing relationship yeah. with your kids' parents outside of marriage. You have just had such great, both of you, it just, the love there is so evident, not just for your son, but for each other, the mutual respect and how you support each other. It's just, it's, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it and following your story over the years. I know it's, it's a big part of it is the people that you are, but I've got to think that you guys have some lessons for how to handle this so amazingly and how it's everything's for the child. So child focused, but still having a, a cooperative relationship together. It's very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really grateful that I have him as my son's dad. And um, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm glad that we can work well together and that we can stay focused on our son. And I mean, it's taken time. It's been 12 years, so it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, but definitely it's been um, a strong focus because 
we got to get this kid launched into the world and (laughs) we can't really get in the way of that with our own stuff and at this point after 12 years there isn't a lot of like it's it's all good (laughs) yeah such a gift to your child to give them that that's yeah well we have like seasons tickets to a professional lacrosse team together all of us and we do uh, holidays and birthdays and like all of the celebrations we go kayaking and like we try to give them as many moments with all of his people together as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. So it's I love that. It works. Love it. I just said, but like our, the key to our marriage, because we're actually still legally married, which is hilarious. We're just really bad at paperwork. Oh my um, God. I did it. not know that. <laughs> yeah. <That's funny. laughs> so like we do the best with our own postal codes. Some people need their own bathrooms to be happy or their own bedrooms. We need our own postal codes and <laughs> oh addresses. And that is the key to being married is like to be very bad at paperwork, live elsewhere, <laughs> have relationships with other people. And <laughs> I learned something new about you every day, Allison, that I did not realize. That's amazing. Well, and then so I can room. say, like, when I ask him to do something, he'll be like, well, I'm still your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I can still nag you. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Oh, well, this has been so fun. It's been so great to get to chat with you and see your face. Thank you. Outside of just the little facebook face that we usually get to see this is so fun and congratulations on the book i cannot wait to read it and yeah i just encourage everybody to whether you are living with a chronic condition or not it sounds like there are a lot of valuable lessons um, for finding a career or a couple of careers what what do they call it when you got a bunch of them kind of bubbled up together Yes, being multi-passionate. Multi-passionate. There you go. About all of the things at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of different solutions depending on what kinds of things uh, you need to structure your life and your your money making career around. So Trina, yeah, I feel inspired. Thank you. I know. For that. I'm use <laughs> a lot you. of those lessons. And yes, so we will be linking to all of the great things that we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And I just can't wait to read your book, Allison. Congratulations. Me too. So much. Thanks, Allison. We'll see you soon. Have a great afternoon. (laughs) Yeah, afternoon. (laughs) Where where are we in the day? (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group all of our socials and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.